Let's roll out the intro as always. So, Greg, uh, I mean, not, I'm not sure if I need to tell you this, but you know, some of your shirts are kind of, kind of crappy. I mean, you know. What do you What do you mean by crappy? They got like a sweet little pocket right here. I uh, mean, that's... they could be better. I mean, there's some. There's a place I know where it has lots of lots of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, but but how cool? We're talking about triple A cool. We're talking about shirts from 86.com. They're a pretty cool site. They sell all types of merchandise, including T-shirts, keychains, and other cool stuff that they sell on their site. Uh, and also have awesome video game materials as well, such as Street Fighter, Killer Instinct, Guilty Gear, Skullgirls, Blaze Blue, Smite, and 86 own brand of T-shirts as well as, well as other stuff. Um, recently, they put out some new keychains for Street Fighter Five. So yeah, there's some awesome stuff there. So I'm just suggesting, you know. Next time you go out and buy a shirt of any kind, I suggest check out 86.com. And if you want to support us and them at the same time, please use this link in, the, in your web browser to check out 86.com. Put in www.86.com question mark AFF equals 4. Again, www.86.com question mark AFF equals 4. This link will tell them that we sent you and that we're cool with them as long as you're cool with us. Thank you and enjoy the show. Give me one second, guys. Um, there we go. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. For those in the East Coast, we just witnessed the 2018 has begun. Thanks to the guys that have empty, we uh, just checked out their stream on this stream. So, for East Coast people, uh, hello from the past. <laughs> we come from 2017. All oh, right, of course. Um, before we, before we uh, get right into it, there's obviously yes a um, a toast to you guys. This is the only thing I can find in the house I can drink that is kind of beverage. So, also with me is uh, Greg Dietz. If his uh, Sailor Jerry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sailor Jerry. No, that's fucking spiced rum. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It is. It is um, these knees. But yes, uh, uh, Happy New Year, East Coast. Um, by the time we're done with the recording the episode, it'll be the East Coast and uh, or Central Time. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, by the time we're done, it will be our time. But then at least I want to say around like eleven o'clock, it's going to be at the Midwest. I want to say. So. Time zones are difficult. They are. They they sure are. But in the meantime, if you're looking for something to really burn the time until 2018 officially begins, for some of you, well, you can turn to our place, because we're going to talk about some news, which we always do on this channel on Sunday. 
at 8 p.m. usually located. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're not going to talk about a whole lot in regard to the past week in news only because there hasn't been a whole lot to begin with. But, uh, hang on, I got to turn that off. That's for later. Um, but what I will say is that there is a few things we can talk about. So let me go ahead and get this set up. Uh, give me a second here. Where is it? Um, oops, that's not what I want. That's what I want. Okay. And this is going to be for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Alright, alright, and this is for the Nintendo Switch. There we go. Alright, here we go. Alright, so. On to the news. This is from NintendoSoup.com. Uh, written by... Let's see if I can find the author on this one. And this is the bottom. And, no, actually, there's no author tag on this one. Interesting enough. Um, okay, so. The title of the uh, article is Nintendo Switch surpasses PS2's first year's sales in Japan thanks to huge restock. The latest media creates data in uh, is out, and Nintendo Switch has sold 269,684 units in Japan just the last week, more than five times more than its close competitor, the PlayStation 2, uh, PlayStation 4, which sold for 50,662 units. But more importantly, the Nintendo Switch is possibly the fastest selling home console in Japan, best selling even the most popular console in Japan, the PlayStation 2's first year of sales. As, hypothe- hypo- as has uh, hypothesized from last week's data, it was only predicted that, j- that Nintendo Switch was going to do better uh, the best or is going to do better than the best sold console in history's first year. Now it's confirmed. And it lists uh, just a bunch of numbers regarding how well it is sold uh, in the past year. And <coughs> the reason, pardon for my cough, by the way, guys, I'm still getting over sickness. The reason why I'm bringing this up because this year, looking back, Nintendo Switch is killing it with the se- with the sales of its console. It has definitely uh, surprised a lot. It surprised me. It surprised a lot of other people who were doubters of. Nintendo Switch as far as like is this console going to sell you know there were some questions regarding its design and as far as like what the online shop would look like and it definitely it, it definitely looked like it it, it it was off to a very very rough start but uh, well there was a lot there was a lot going into it that I think was important to um uh sorry trying to also uh uh Put all this on social media. Um, like, I remember when people were talking about... Um, we're talking about the Switch coming out. Because it, it, it released this year. It released in March. Yes. And and uh, prior to that, like E3 and then other events surrounding it. And I think in even December, they had a huge, a huge like live stage show... Um, uh, presentation for a lot of the stuff. Yeah, they did. They did. And yeah. I remember being on the flight back home from North Carolina in January and having a Twitter discussion about will the like I was super. I'm still supportive of the um, of the internet capability of the Switch. 
I think that if Nintendo does it just right, charging only 20 bucks a year, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, that's really um, good. Like, it could be phenomenal and kill Sony and Microsoft. Like, full on, like, the Switch is the best console I've had in a long time. And that's coming from somebody who's a supporter of, like, the, the PlayStation and the Xbox. Like, good job, Nintendo, straight up. Like, being able to play any of your games at, you know, 1080p, 60 frames per second, on the go, or on my TV, brilliant. And other developers like Bethesda are full support of it. It is no, it is no shock to me that it outsold the PS2. The thing that's, I think, I just looking back as far as, like, uh, hindsight 2020, but remember the discussion as far as, like, you know, how the battery life was not going to be long lasting um once the de- details are revealed for like what three hours or somewhere around that time and people were saying that, uh, yeah and people were saying that it, that's not enough uh battery time to play you know whatever game and it may depend on which you know game you're playing that may shorten that time uh well fast forward to, to now everybody that has a switch wants to have uh the games they're playing on as a portable device or uh, to play on the go like it is, it is now. The more and more I hear people talk about it, they are more. Uh, they they rather play the games on the on the move or you know on, in, in a subway or whatever. And that's one of the things that they really are excited about. And Nintendo, uh, again, like it, the whole the whole discussion. What is it? A home console? Is it a portable? What is it? It's a hybrid suit, but it's it's. I feel like it's. Become, it's becoming more known to be as a portable uh, device than it is to be a home. Yeah, I, I mean, I went like I said, I was at a friend's house for you know four or no three days, and I missed having it with me. I missed like just pulling it out and playing it for like an hour or so. Like I took it to Christmas, and I was just like, I'm gonna play some Mario for a few minutes. Like I've already beaten this game four times, but I'm gonna continue playing it because it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Or, like, my brother was like, I really want to check out Zelda. And I was like, all right, you can check out Zelda for a few minutes. Like, it's, or like, oh, my God, my nephew and I were bored. And I busted it out. I bust out um, Harmonic's Beat Sports game. Because mm-hmm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a versus mode. And it's basically like a, a, like extreme um, uh, Pong, if you will. Right, yeah. And... Uh, and I, you know, gave him one. I gave him one of the Joy Cons. I took the other. We played for a few minutes. It was great. And then we did family shit. Like, I cannot stress enough how brilliant of a console this. Is. Yeah, there's I mean, obviously there's still issues with the console. Um, that in 2018, hopefully they will address, or hopefully they'll, you know, ex- uh, explain more. You know, as far as like, you know, where exactly which where exactly some of the features that they promise are not there anymore, or. What they sure what they plan to no play. console no console is perfect at launch yeah no no, no yeah definitely um, but Nintendo's really uh, nailing out of the park I'm I'm generally surprised so <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's right um, I, it's just it's just like there was a whole bottle that I had and it was just that much left so uh, I was like Duh. okay gotcha but yeah we'll see how it goes I mean I think looking into 2018 Nintendo is looking very strong. Uh, to be poised to be in a very good position. Um, now, whether they can yeah. overthrow, uh, you know, Sony, PS4, or Xbox One X, uh, I don't think. You know, I don't. I don't honestly think that they'll overthrow them, but I definitely think they'll be a better contender. Yeah, um, the thing about Nintendo over the past, at least into in the two thousands, 
is that they they've never really been a contender uh, because the, either they're massively above everybody else, like the, with the Wii, or they're massively below everybody else, like with the Wii U. This might be the first one that is neck and neck with everything else. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, when I say that, I mean like if Nintendo can pump out at least two exclusive games a year on the Switch, it'll be worth it. Now, I know that that's asking a lot. Like, we definitely, we, we were spoiled this year with a really fucking good Zelda and a really fucking good Mario. Yeah, yeah. But um, we're not going to get that every year. And if you know Nintendo's track record, in 2018, we'll probably get, I mean, we're supposed to get a Yoshi, a, a Kirby, and a Metroid game, mm-hmm. but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, God, I hope that Metroid Prime game is, 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 uh, like it plays like every other first person shooter. Cause, yeah. um, but no, Valer was also talking about a second ago that something that's gonna, also going to kill, like, it'll like, I remember the Wii being important for this and the switch could be just as important. And that's like a ton of backwards compatibility, compatibility games. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Nintendo, Super Nintendo, it's Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, uh, uh, Dreamcast, uh, GameCube, all of that. In the ability to play it on the Switch, on the go, or on the TV, take it to a friend's house, uh, hook up controllers to... Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That, that is like... If they can... I mean, they, they could potentially be the best console on the market. In, in a time where you have multiple consoles for Sony and Microsoft where you're kind of confusing the buyer as far as like, you know, which version of, of this console should I get? The Xbox One, Xbox One X, Xbox S. Um, I feel like this is... Um, not to interrupt you, but, uh, but Valera actually brought something up just now that I, I forgot. Mm. And that's, and you're playing it on screen. I don't know why I drew a blank. But yeah, Splatoon <laughs> 2 came out. And Splatoon 2 is an absolutely strong contender for some of like one of the best multiplayer games to ever exist. Agreed, agreed. The one thing I will add to it too is that um is uh the the, the Nintendo Switch has become um like not only is it, is the system seller, but like any game that's been sold on a Switch will sell greatly. Like yeah. even, even games like Street Fighter 2 uh that the HD uh, remix re-release on the Switch actually did pretty well, even though that was the same game that came out ten years ago on 360. But people still bought it. It's it's the same situation, like for people who have a Vita and like would buy anything that that is, is sold on it. Um, you might well you might want to add another five minutes onto this. Uh, okay. <laughs> take that off the gaming disorder one because I'm gonna shoot that one down real quick. Um, uh. So Jason says that there's not a game on the Switch that sells him yet. And I can tell you this, Jason, there will be a game that'll sell you on the Switch. I promise you that. Buying a Switch now is a is a fucking damn good investment. I don't know why my back itches like crazy right now. Um, uh, but also, Valer, on that note, um, by the way, guys, if you're watching this on on YouTube or if you're listening to this live, we do respond to the chat on the live stream. So if you can make it to the live stream, please do. It's Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Sorry, usually 8 p.m. Tonight's 9 p.m., but 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, every uh, both PlayStation and Xbox do that with uh, the free games that come out every month. The only way that you can play them, Valer, is if you continue to have the online service. So, so Nintendo's doing no different in that regard. 
Um, uh, so I'm a, a, I'm already used to that and B that's a brilliant idea. Um, definitely. Uh, but yeah, um, I think, uh, uh, when it comes down to what the potential of the console has is definitely an important aspect, 100%. I could totally see somebody going like, I don't really like Zelda, I don't really like Mario, and Splatoon and ARMS didn't really interest me. Totally get that. But all the Bethesda games work really, really well on the yeah. console. Freaking, you, uh, play, you, play, you can play Doom on it. That's insane. Yeah, that <laughs> game is that game needs needs a very high frame rate to play. Yeah. Um, uh, high resolution, I should say. Um, high resolution and frame rate. Yeah. Uh, I just can't express enough that like this console is. I don't want to say the future of gaming, but it kind of feels like it's the future of gaming. Uh, a lot of people that play video games are getting older. Um, I mean, I'll be 35 in 2018, for Christ's sake. Like it's it's an important it's an important media form. I mean, I, I never met people in my life until just this year that preferred to not watch movies and just play video games or not watch TV shows and just play video games. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't like it's it's like I promise you there there's going to be nights where like land parties exist just through the switch. And the thing about the two to add to it is that the one thing, the one other thing that Nintendo was struggling for the most part when it came to the past uh, two console generations is that their lack of uh, third-party support. And with this, they got third parties coming to them now. And not only that, but you got indies for huge support of the Switch. Yo, can I say real quick? The indie scene on the Switch is is unreal. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. I've already bought three this year. <laughs> like I've owned the console for a couple months, and I've I bought three. Nice. Uh, a Beat Sports, which is a harmonics game. Four Kids, which is like breakdancing mixed with Tony Hawk. It's brilliant uh, with a really cool visual aesthetic. And Golf Story, which is a fantastic RPG. Yes, I heard. Yeah, I heard it's a really good game. Yeah. Like, <sighs> dude, like. It's such a good console. I cannot stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just trying to, like, I'm not paid by Nintendo. Like, this is just <laughs> me paying attention to, like, trends and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I talk to people about, about console stuff all the time. And, you know, th- there's still the, like, there's still the crowd out there that says, if you're playing on anything other than a PC, then you're not playing gaming. However... Over half of the PC players out there, PC gamers out there, have a Switch, but don't have an Xbox or PS4. Yeah. That tells you something. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's and We keep saying it, but Nintendo has definitely hit it out of the park when it came to the Switch, when it came to what exactly it's going for and what they needed. And they definitely got what they what they needed for the Switch. And even like even I, was like you know, who was just like, I was at the very beginning, like I was very doubtful of the system and as far as like how long it would last. Um, but prove me wrong. <laughs> prove, prove the hell oh. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, um, you know, yeah, next year I'll be buying a uh, uh, Shovel Knight, the complete package, once the King Knight mm-hmm. DLC comes out. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, Minecraft is a great addition for the Switch if you're into Minecraft. Uh, I, I don't really want to buy that game again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, sports games in general would be a great idea. Uh, fighting games, 
you know, Anthony, you and I have talked about having fighting games on the system and just like, you know, taking it somewhere and the capability of, of buying fighting sticks <laughs> to go along with it. Like, yeah. And the potential's a- through the roof for it. I just, I love, I love the Switch. Yeah. I, I unabashedly love the Switch and I can't wait to see what it does in 2018. Yep. And, well, and then on this note, is that I never heard so many people, uh, whenever a new game comes out, or, or like a sec- the first question is, or the first thing they'll say, like, oh, awesome, can't wait for it. Second question, is it going to come up for the Switch? Like, that's been like one of the most common things I keep hearing whenever a new game comes out now, which is, you know, just shows that people want on a Switch and then they, they love it. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Alright, so <coughs> moving on to the next topic. <clears throat> Sorry guys for the coughing. I am still getting well, over a second. I'll, I'll say I'll say this. The cough that you're doing is totally like not annoying. Uh well at least not to me. Plus you're turning your head from the microphone, so it's not loud. That's true. It's very true. Okay, so let me get this set up here. Oops, that's the that's the actual thing. Alright, so I found this today when I was looking for some topics. To talk about and it was actually pretty inter- interesting so um let's see can i bring it up yeah i can awesome sweet i might have to move this actually though uh, hang on window capture there we go cool awesome there we go all right so this is from gameindustry.biz and it is the year in numbers in 2017 uh this is written by james uh bachelor uh, 2017 has been a busy year for the world of video games and high on impossible to quantify everything that has happened uh, to the industry that we, we've attempted to do so, to do so anyway. Following last year's debut of Years of Numbers, we reached out to more analysts, browsed through more financials, and crunched more figures to bring the readers, the game industry.biz, the definitive insight into the video game market today. So they did an awesome job, by the way, of just for those who are graphic designers, this is like the most awesome thing ever. Um, but they basically visualize information that came out this past year regarding the game industry. Oh, I, I need to put this to 20 minutes, by the way. Sorry, I'm trying to look at the uh, <coughs> hmm. I'll zoom in numbers. Too. I'll zoom into just uh, so you guys can see. Uh, so this is just based on what sales this is based on a lot of things um and i'll go through some of this so we'll start from the top uh, this is a you know chart a pie chart as far as like uh out of 2017 uh 50 50.4 billion went to mobile uh 11.4 went to tower games smartphone games 39.19 billion um and then there's the pc which is 32.2 uh 3 billion uh, down a box and download PC games was 27.1 billion this year, uh, and consoles in uh, were 33.3. Um, let's see, so let's go new IP. Yes, so new IPs 27% has been from Ubisoft, 41% has been Sony, 43% has been from Nintendo. Um, yeah, that's not surprising. I mean, I mean, Sony, Sony, and Nintendo both had. Uh... I think brand new IPs come out. Mm, yes. No, 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 no. They had uh, they had original IPs. My bad. So like, yeah, Ubisoft came out with uh, Assassin's Creed and oh god, Assassin's Creed Origins, and I want to say something else, but I'm drawing a complete blank. 
Just Dance maybe. Hmm. But I know so I know Sony had uh, the Uncharted game and um, geez, my brain just stopped. I don't know. I can't think of what else Sony and Ubisoft had. Yeah. Um, other cool things on here: the top ten most covered games this year. Number one, Overwatch. Which... Uh, time out for time out for one second. You're much lower. You're much. Your audio is much lower than mine. Me? So either tur- yeah, so either like I don't know how to. Uh, you uh, Jason, Jason's saying it's like thirty seventy. Oh, really? Me being seventy, yeah. Uh, I'll just turn myself up. Okay, how's that? Am I am I much much louder now? You're much louder to me. All right. Hopefully that fixes things. Sorry guys, if there's a low. Um, probably because my mouth my my uh, mouth was away from it too actually. Um, the top and here's the. Some information about the top most uh, covered games of this year. Number one was Overwatch. Number two was Destiny 2. Three was Zelda. Oh. Four, okay. Master Sorry, Effect. you said Overwatch was the most covered game. I was so confused by that. <laughs> but because I, I thought it was the most sold game. I was like, no way, not this year. No, no, no. It was the mo- these are the most covered games uh, that was tracked. Uh, number five was Pokemon Go. Six was Star Hold Wars. on, hold on. Let's Let's... Let's not rush through this list for a second. I have to take a step back because <laughs> how was Mass Effect number four? I know it was covered highly the, the week it came out, but there's no way that it's that it beat Pokemon Go or even Battlefront two. That's insane. Uh, that's that's according to this information. My guess is it was a long stretch of articles that went from. Since it's released to today, in regards to all right, I, I mean, I guess you also might want to scroll up a little bit because uh, your camera is blocking the last three, that's four. There you go, yeah, yeah, okay, there we go, okay, my bad. whatever, you're gonna scroll. Yep, so uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was seven, Injustice 2 was eight, Final Fantasy 15 was nine, and Minecraft was 10, which that's just I can't believe Minecraft is still being talked about. I know, I know right? <laughs> um. And then on trailers, the top 10 viewed, uh, Clash of Clans, Hog Rider 360, the number one. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a new one. Number two was Super Mario Odyssey E3 trailer, which rightfully so. Uh, Three was Call of Duty World War II real trailer. Uh, Four was Despicable Me Minion Rush trailer. Uh, Five was the musical uh, Super Odyssey uh, trailer. I was at least a million of those, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, number six was the Star Wars Battlefront 2 E3 gameplay trailer. Seven was Minecraft Better Together, um, which, now that I think about it, didn't they, didn't Microsoft, like, announce that they're gonna do a, a, a Minecraft thing with Nintendo Switch? That's exactly what Valer just brought up, that why Minecraft might be number ten is because of the cross-platform. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Um, number eight was the Zelda Breath of the Wild Switch presentation. Nine was Destiny 2, Rally Troops, and 10 was Halo Wars 2, War of Wits. That surprises the hell out of me that that's number yeah. 10. Yeah, that is. Because <laughs> like, when Halo 2 came out, I remember like the Switch had just come out, and PlayStation had like two exclusives. Uh, I think it was Horizon Zero Dawn and Uncharted, or it might have been something else. Um, and all, all, all Xbox got was Halo Wars 2, and I was like, cool. I'm not fucking playing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's 
it's very interesting with some of these stats that I'm, I'm reading here. Um, and here's some more information down here. Uh, let's see. 10 million worldwide sales for Nintendo Switch after just nine months on the market. Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Deserves it, man. It deserves more. People should be out there buying that system. Like it, it's it's the cheapest system on the market, and it's arguably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, just an interesting thing, and and, and it kind of, I'm still surprised. I forgot what number was out there that we recently talked about on this show, actually, um, about Grand Theft Auto Five. But 85 million lifetime sales for GTA Five, and it's still selling. Um, that thing there is, are that thing is taking a life of its uh, a second life of well, its own. There are lots of reasons why. Uh, the servers have become incredibly stable. Like, there's no problem with them at all. There's a, a gazillion and one things to do in the online mode. Not to mention, um, uh, I guarantee a lot of those are PC sales because with Sheriff Eli and the entire GTA um, role-playing community, mm-hmm. like, I guarantee you that game has sold copies just so people can play, can role-play in GTA. Yeah, the... As Belair said, the GTA Online um, is a huge factor for sales when it came to... Uh, yeah, modding the game is a huge factor. Like, mm-hmm. there are a ton of reasons why GTA Online is... Or why GTA 5 is selling so much to this day. Uh, honestly, like, so I think somebody said it a long time ago that GTA or Rockstar wouldn't even have to come out or release a new GTA for another five years and GTA five would still be relevant. Yeah. It's insane. Like they take two, like they don't have to worry about much of anything for quite some time. Um, they can ride on the coattails of GTA five for, for quite a while until they make, uh, until, until freaking the next game comes out. Um, um, Oh, their their Western uh, game they're working on. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I think yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two is going to be inter- an interesting release, mainly because of the community behind Grand. Sorry, Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, yeah, Valar said he also wants to see the breakdown of platform sales. Like, I want to see that too. Like, I want to see where they're selling the most. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just no. I mean, like. It makes perfect sense that it has sixty-five million sales or eighty-five million sales. Like, agreed, agreed. It's insane, but it, it it's doing really well. It's it's crazy. It's crazy because it's a game that released in two thousand thirteen. I know, right? Like it, that's what that's what's crazy about yeah. it. It's not like it's not so crazy that we see a game that sells that highly. Um, but it's definitely a game to see. Uh, it is more crazy to see a game sell that highly over the course of five years. Yeah. It, it it really is. It, it's insane that it's it's insane that it's um, selling years after it's released. Um, and there there wasn't really much of a push from uh, Take Two, honestly. Like, it, like every occasional sell, you know, on on Steam or elsewhere. But what's really what pushed it is the community. That they're the ones that pushed it to this level to where that they're creating their own RPs, their their own thing, and that's really what's yeah. pushing the sales of it. So it isn't much less awesome, you know, good stuff to uh, take to. It's awesome to the whole community, the, G- G- the GTA community for doing for doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think uh, with um, uh, just just the studio itself, I think they released three different, uh, three or four different like free updates for the game. Yeah, just this year. So. Take two is almost becoming like the valve of of this generation because they don't release that many games 
But when they do, like, they sell a crap ton. Um, I guess that's a that's a that's a fair analogy. Um, so remember the age old question of us talking about speaking of uh, uh, sales, uh, VR and how we you know we said you know is this gonna sell? Is this not gonna sell? Is this a thing? Is this not gonna thing? Well, with the numbers for this year, um, we got both PC and console, and the number one game that was sold on PC is Super Hot, uh, with two point five six uh, fifty six million. Um, and the number one for console was uh, Skyrim VR, uh, 2.14 million. I see that Super Hot's on both lists, which is cool. Yeah. Actually, it's the only it's the only game that's on both lists. I'm actually surprised that uh, oh, Res- Drop, Drop Simulator. Yeah, Drop Simulator, I'm actually surprised yeah. that Resident Evil Seven's not on here. Because yeah, I would figure that would well, be the most selling VR. Let's, here, here's the thing, Anthony is is Resident Evil is a horror franchise, and that is a nuanced sort of thing yeah. uh job simulator and um uh, job simulator specifically but uh skyrim a little bit and uh super hot they're not scary games literally anybody can play those and have a good time true true but there's too many people who are just like terrified of of uh, resident evil and or at least terrified of that version of resident evil so i i it may actually make sense that it's not i mean i would guarantee it's on the top 10 Right, right. I, but I, I, yeah, I would, I would figure to be top ten because like it's like out of outside Resident Evil Seven, like there hasn't that been any uh, good VR games that that people would say like you have to play this in VR, um, as well as you know on console. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, super hot VR is really cool. By the way, like it is super, it is super cool. If you ever want to feel like you be in the Matrix, um, except everybody is, is all red and and. Uh, uh, made out jewels. Play that game if you have VR. It's insane. <laughs> um, <coughs> outside of that, there's some other cool stuff um, that uh, definitely you guys should definitely check out. Um, and uh, I'll put the link in the chat for you guys to check out. But um, yeah, no, this is really cool. I like it. This is awesome. It it just breaks down stats for the entire year. So yeah, uh, I mean, there's like yeah, there's. Uh... I thought that thing the eighty three million with the um, with the box game sales, um, I thought that was for because that's just, that's almost the same logo that pops up on my phone when I when a game is being shipped to me from from a GameFly. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is that a rented thing thing? That thing? <laughs> nah, no. Nah. I will say though that uh, was it. Uh, I do like the fact that like they 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 really simplified it to where like yeah, uh, this is what happened and. Here's a cool logo or graphic design type of thing. No, that's, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Like I definitely more lists, more, uh, what are these called? These are, um, there's a name for something that has a list of numbers in that, in that faction, but I can't think of what it's called. Um, <coughs> but yeah, like, uh, what's the Twitch one? Oh, the Twitch one. Uh, that is, uh, record Sorry, we got eight minutes. We got, we got almost seven. We got over seven minutes. So I'm going to ask you questions and okay. you're going to read some stuff. Okay. Um, it is record-breaking uh, concurrent viewers for E-League's Counter-Strike Go Major Grand Finals on Twitch. That is a million six hundred six a million six thousand thirty-three viewers at one time. Ah, damn! I know that's insane. That is that is pretty freaking awesome. Um, man, it's a supporter of Twitch. You know, that's hey, good stuff. Uh, is there is there a stat on there for rented games? Um, let's see. 
Number of box games sold in the US. Most concurrent viewers. Hmm. Uh, total prize money for esports. Mobile downloads. Metacritic. Spending VR projects. Mm, don't think I see anything regarding that. Also, I just you scrolled past it, but I like like it oh. talked about Metacritic's highest score, and it was to <laughs> Mario Odyssey with a ninety-seven. And my thought process was like, who could play Mario Odyssey and be mad at it? <laughs> like legitimately, <laughs> that game has an easy mode, which makes that game stupid easy. So, <laughs> blockbuster rentals. Oh, too soon. <laughs> Not uh, soon enough. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's like, I guess we can just, I guess we can move on. Cause yeah, there's, there's, there isn't much, there isn't much kind of go on. I just want to point this out. This is really cool information. So I can't hang on a second. I'm getting pretty hot in here. Ah, I'm gonna take up my room. Okay. All right. So we'll he's got a fever. Yes, I do. I, I quite literally do. Um, <laughs> both literal and sarcastic. Good job, Greg. Well, well done. <laughs> Disco fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> rum is gone. The rum is all gone. All right. So, this next story um, is from CNN. Not, not, not a news, sto- not a news uh, place we usually talk about on this show. Um, so, <laughs> this was. Um, <clears throat> This is was reported by who's the author? Give me a second. Ah, um, Susan Scooty um, on who to recognize gaming disorder as mental health conditions in 2018. In 2018, playing video games obsessively might lead to a diagnosis of a mental health disorder. In the beta draft of forthcoming 11th International uh, Classifications of Diseases, the World Health Organization includes gaming disorder. In its list of mental health conditions, the WHO defines the disorder as a persistent or recurrent behavior pattern of significant severity to result in significant impermanence to personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. This disorder is characterized by impaired control with increasing uh, priority given to gaming and escalation despite negative consequences. Video game, video game playing, either online or offline, must be normally evident or over a, pa- a period of at least 12 months for the diagnosis to be made, according to the beta draft guidance. However, its systems are severe and requirements are met, health care professionals may include people who have been playing for shorter periods of time, uh, the draft reads. And I'll put the entire link in the chat for you guys want to check it out, but basically... This was having a whole bunch of hoopla uh, the other day <coughs> in regards to the, um, in regards to the, uh, um, you know, is, is gaming a disorder or it's going to become a, it's going to become a disorder uh, pretty soon as, as labeled as such. And people were saying like, oh, I guess that means me, makes me disabled, I guess, or, and, and so on and so on about theories and whatnot. So the thing about this is to clarify Basically, if you, it's saying that the only, the only possible way this is going to be a disorder is if only if you literally cannot function about playing a game um, every day. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. What drives me nuts the most about this story is it tries to insinuate that having an addictive personality is what the disorder problem the, the problem is, but they're just pointing it to gaming. Yeah. Um, anything that has uh, uh, an addictive angle to it can be a problem, but having an addictive personality is the disorder, not gaming itself. I mean, do we sit there and go like, well, gambling is a disorder. No. <laughs> the hell? No. Oh. So, yeah, like this definitely has not only have people, you know, breaking the question. It's like, oh, am I, am I, am I uh, disabled because of this? Um, or are people in, within the industry disabled because of this? Because, you know, for people like us and people who, who work within the game uh, news media, like... We may not play a, a game every day, but we do keep up with game news every day. So, does that qualify for us to for us being disabled in in this in this sense? So, there's a lot of questions, obviously, that are being thrown out there, and I know that there's gonna be some more clarification as time comes on. But um, this is such a this is such a non a nonsense topic for me because I mean, over the course of years. Um, by the way, Anthony, here's me uh, picking something out of an article where there's not much room to uh, talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, for years, uh, people like Jack Thompson oh, loved yeah. to yeah. point problems with video games. Mm. Um, people, it's the newest form of art. So, of course, there's going to be a slew of people saying that there's problems with it. And it won't end anytime soon. It's gotten a lot better over you know the course of years. But... Um, the biggest problem is not gaming itself. It's, or whatever, whatever your vice may be. It's allowing your vice to take over your life. That's when it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And that can go for anything that becomes a vice. Um, even if the vice is the show Miami Vice, that can be a problem. <laughs> Uh, or if you really, really like going to the garage and putting things in a very tight container, which is also called the vice. Um, the joke is going, guys. I don't know if you're with me on this. Uh, <laughs> point I'm getting at is this is not this is not new. This is barely news to me. This is a new group of people disliking video games or not understanding it as an art form and, and, and coupling it to a problem that is an actual problem. Addictive personalities, being addicted to things, is more of an issue. And going to a therapist or going to a doctor and getting diagnosed that you have a high, um, a high disorder for addictive substances in general, or just easily addicted to things, that is where the where you'll get help. Going to whoever the hell made this damn article, um, no, CNN made the article, but whoever made the the uh, uh, like it could be a disorder. That's not where you're going to get help. You're going to get help by going and seeing a professional who can help you with your personality, your addictive personality. If I go to a, a, a person that has a high addictive personality and I say, okay, you're addicted to video games and we take all your video games away. They're going to find another vice. They're going to find something else that is going to hurt them more. Having video games as a vice. Also just throwing this out here. Video games as a vice is probably the least of your problems. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather uh, have I'd rather have somebody have a vice to video games than to let's say eating or smoking yeah. or being addicted to drugs or yeah. gambling. That's true. It's true. It's very true. Um, 
I, I think that it's interesting the fact that this is going to be a thing in 2018 in regards to like it's going to be it is going to be labeled as a as a disorder um within the mental organization um group in the u.s so i'm kind of curious as far as like how that goes when, when it, how that develops but regardless like this doesn't apply to everybody honestly like it only applies to those who are who who need help yeah for those who are like <coughs> who are who, who literally cannot survive a day in their life without playing the game um and you know that then it's like okay yeah you you need you need help to get that situated um it's very interesting the fact that this is it's happening and it's becoming a thing um whether it's going to change the way that everybody does you know play games cover games or whatnot like it doesn't really like no no it's not it's not gonna no like the top head professional of the medical association come out and say like video games are causing cancer and it's not gonna stop people from play video games yeah because it certainly didn't stop people from for, oh this is a terrible analogy but it certainly didn't stop people from smoking yeah to say the same same thing too yeah <coughs> like like people like like hey look I'm drinking alcohol right now like I'm not supposed to drink any like a, a, a good portion of this but I know that I'm gonna drink it oops. I'm gonna drink this. Also, bounce it off of something that makes a cool sound. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna drink this, knowing that. Does that make me an alcoholic? No. It, just because I don't drink as often as, as some other people, uh, other other people do. So it, you know, small small doses. Um, didn't someone already say games were causing cancer? Yeah, I was, I was typing in that. Probably <laughs> somebody said that, but and I'm sure that's where I'm getting it. But I don't remember mm -hmm. like exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just been a thing where, like, you know, th this is not new. This is, and it won't change for a while. Like, it's still gonna be, yeah. we, you know, we're still in the evolution of video games becoming a respected art form by everybody. Nobody sits there and goes, "Movies are a problem anymore." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they did it one time. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. We think about it. It went from comic books. Well, no, what was it? Was it comics first? Or was uh, it comic book, comic books got it. Movies got it. Uh, every generation of of music gets it. Oh, like it's yeah. still like, this music is causing problems with our children. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. It, it it always happens. It's always a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh. It's just I think people people don't want to look in look inside themselves for the problem. They would rather point the finger. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Anthony, I'm just gonna throw this out here. You put 20 minutes on this, but I'm pretty sure we're done in 40 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I uh, definitely, uh, we could probably cut it on here, <clears throat> but yeah, um, darn, darn, darn tootin' adults. Speaking of comic books, I need to, I, I really want to go buy the, uh, uh, issues of, uh, well, I think it's only one issue, but the, um, Watchmen DC co crossover comic series, uh, Ooh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, something about, Doomsday, Doomsday Clock. That's oh, it, Doomsday you Clock. know, I, I just saw, I just saw that when I was at the comic book store the other day. I was thinking of picking it up too. I was like, ooh, sorry to forget about that. Um, all right, so how long do you want to set this till? Because uh, the next uh, topics is our is our meaty topics, um, our overview of twenty. Well, what 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 is the overview? Just like the things we enjoyed the most, two thousand eight or two thousand seventeen. Uh, yeah, the thing, the list you gave me um earlier, and then my own list. Well. Uh, I don't want to go through all of those because uh, 
that is part of what we're going to do in the post show, the oh, two hour post show. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. So a little bit of it, uh, and then the over, over, uh, uh the, um, over, over, I gotta pick the things that I, my favorites. Okay. All right. Um, I'll set it. What time is it? It's about 10 o'clock. Uh, set it for like maybe five minutes. Real, real, real quick, real quick, uh, Steve Peak. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, my Overwatch minute is gonna be is gonna be real meaty, like real meaty. Okay, there's a lot that happened with Overwatch over the year. Okay, all right. Um, so- hopefully, hopefully not more than ten minutes, but we'll see. Okay. Um, give me. So yeah, five five minutes for this is perfect. Okay. Um, you know, let's let's do this, Anthony. Let's talk about what clearly are the best games of 2017. The right. ones that everyone just like if you loved it like even if you didn't love it it still was extremely popular um clearly the first on the list right now is breath of the wild oh yeah um like jesus christ like it's so good i've only played about four hours of it at this point i really really need to finish it um i have it in my (laughs) i have it in my switch right now but i haven't touched it in a hot minute because of everything else going on Mm -hmm. but uh um it is it is not only gorgeous, but it plays better than any other first open world game that you've ever played. Yeah. Um <laughs> I just love the fact that they just put in like Fallout elements into a Legend of Zelda game. So it's like you're still not breaks. Any, not and not only like Fallout elements, but like simplified it to the point where it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this is awesome. Not in that like wasn't this the thing that people wanted for the longest time is an open world Legend of Zelda? This is, yeah, this, this, like, people have said that this is a, as a, uh, almost a remake of the very first Legend of Zelda game. Like, yeah. this was yeah, the I original, this I was the so. original uh, uh, vision that uh, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto had. Because that, like, the thing about the game that I talked to lots of people about is, like, they'll just be exploring the world, going from point A to point B, and they'll just be like, can I climb that? Ooh, what's over here? Ooh, a cave. You get distracted in the game because you just want to explore. Yeah. Yeah, the game is ridiculously just so well developed, but like at the same time, it is so open-ended as far as like what the world they're developing. And it's it's good. It's reviewed really well, and it's sold yeah. very well this year. Um, <coughs> oh. Okay, we'll talk about the next one that's on the list currently. Uh <laughs> Just, I, I, you know, we're just going to talk about it while it's on screen. Yeah, um, sure. So, yeah, uh, Shovel Knight came out with its third game of the year, which is the Spectre Torment. Why is the video so I off on that? I don't know. I, it's, that's something weird. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Anyway, Spectre <laughs> Torment was easily one of my favorite games that came out of 2018 or 2017 because, um, A, I'm a big Shovel Knight fan, and B, like, it's just a really well-made game. Uh, it's like a combo of, um, of, uh, Ninja Gaiden and um, what shovel? What made Shovel Knight fun, which was the platforming elements. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be playing it tomorrow night on the on Half Empty Energy Tank. Mm. Go to twitch.tv slash Half Empty Tank to watch me play. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it was also its own campaign. Like so, so Shovel Knight came out, and I played the crap out of Shovel Knight, and then I went to play uh, um, Plague of Shadows, which is currently being shown right now. And Plague of Shadows was fun, but it was basically like the level layouts were identical to to Shovel Knight. But then Spectre of Torment comes out, and it's an entirely new game. 
none of the game is identical in any way, shape, or form. Like, visually speaking, there are some similar elements, of course, but overall, it's an entirely new game. It's also a prequel, so you get to kind of see two angles of a prequel. There's the before he's Spectre Knight, and then after he's Spectre Knight, but before Shovel Knight goes on his main adventure. So there's just there's just so much of it that's really, really well done, really good. Um, and, I, and I'm extremely excited for King Knight. Uh, which is coming out in March, I think, or February, one of the two. Uh, yeah, I want to say spring of next year. It's gonna it's gonna be funny because I'm gonna get to play it on my Xbox before I play it on my Switch. But mm-hmm. I know that having it on my Switch, having all four games on my Switch in one cartridge, is gonna be perfect. But oh, yeah. um, what else do you have? What's the next thing that you have on your list? I see the logo for Yakov Games is ending. Yeah. And we got a minute, so what's coming up next? Okay, Sonic Mania, perfect. Yeah, Sonic Mania. Son- oh my god, this game... First and foremost, I did not grow up Sonic. By the way, you can stop the timer, because we're just going to end it after Sonic Mania. Okay. Um, but Sonic Mania came out, and I, and I didn't grow up with Sonic. Never grew up with the Sega Genesis. I was a Nintendo kid through and through. It, I didn't have my first Sega system until the Sega uh, Dreamcast. And... Um, so I didn't grow, I didn't play a ton of the original Sonic games. It wasn't until uh, like I was an adult that I actually got to play them in any kind of long type capacity. Otherwise, I was staying the night at a friend's house. We were all taking turns playing different games. So when you know Sonic Mania comes around, I'm kind of like you know like I'll, you know it's the only one that I want to check out. I don't really want to play uh, uh, um, the other Sonic game that came out that I can't think of the name Sonic of Forces. Uh, Forces yeah. Like, I'll rent it, but I don't really, I'm going to buy it. But I was like, I'm going to buy Mania because it just looks amazing. And then I played the ever-loving crap out of it, and it was one of the best experiences that I've had in gaming in 2017. I think the other um, cool thing about it is the fact that, like, there's a, it, a Sonic game that came out in 2017 um, by Sega that was actually a good Sonic game. How often do you actually say that nowadays? <laughs> right, right. Um so yeah, there's just, there's just a ton that's good. All right, so let's cut it there so that way. So guys, we have a ton that we want to talk about. I mean, you're seeing a short glimpse of it at the moment, but there's a ton that we want to talk about uh, that happened in 2017, um, and we will get to that in the post show. Yeah. So after I do my Overwatch Minute, we're going to do our closing stuff for the main podcast, which is our recording, and then we'll have two hours before midnight on the on the West Coast. And during those two hours, we will be discussing all the games oh, yeah. that I have on basically my list here. Yeah. Um, and I think Anthony has a list himself. Yes, I do. Um, but keep in mind, we didn't play everything in 2017 because we're not gods. Uh, you mean so, game, uh, you mean actual game journalists? All right. Sorry, guys. I'm still getting over uh, uh, sickness. Um, all right. So let me set this up real quick. Um, this is the, gonna be, hang on a second, the last, um, Overwatch Minute for 2017, so give me a second as I set this up. Alright guys, this is the Overwatch Minute with Greg D. All right, guys, so a ton has happened in 2017 with Overwatch. Um, the music might be super loud. I don't uh, know. No, it's fine. It's fine now. Okay. 
Um, so a ton happened over in the in this year. Uh, as you know, Overwatch released last year in 2015, or 2016. So 2017, it was a whole year of stuff. Um, we had uh, the events that happened were the Chinese New Year event, which which released with Capture the Flag which was super fun and a ton of new skins. Um, I remember one of the things that I enjoyed most about this event was the, uh, the fact that it really showcased a, um, a, a, an event or a holiday or something that not everyone knew about, especially not Overwatch players. So everyone kind of got, got to enjoy the year of the rooster through Overwatch, which was really, really cool. Um, we got the Insurrection Uprising event which was a lot of fun due to the fact that um, we got to see a little bit more lore and play that lore with the history and past of Overwatch itself. Um, something that really stands out in Overwatch as a whole is its lore, its background, its um, its history. Uh, you know, you're playing a bunch of characters who've gone through some stuff, and there's comics and shorts and all kinds of stuff that make that world fleshed out. and. Uh, and so having having an event that was that was surrounding that was really really fun. Uh, we got a new map called uh, um, the uh, oh my gosh I can't think of, I didn't write down the name it's the space map it's the moon map uh, lunar uh, lunar station map or something like that. But uh, the idea is it is a it is a uh, uh, it's a two capture map. I think I can't remember the title of that type of map. But anyway, you you capture point A then capture point B and you win or defend and you win yada yada yada. But um, that was a lot of fun, because that's basically Winston's home. It's a map that finally is associated to one of their flagship characters. So uh, The next thing we got was, an, was the anniversary event. And the anniversary event was my favorite event, primarily because it introduced uh, skins for all the characters that were not associated to, to one thing. Um, basically, the artists got to go crazy and put whatever they wanted on these characters, which was awesome. Uh, one of my favorites was Bastions, who looked like a buggy. Um, uh, uh, Zarya's was really, really rad. She looked like a cyber, like, cy like uh, robotic, if you will. It was just awesome. It was an awesome little thing. And I, I want them to do more of that, not just once a year. I want them to do that all the time where, like, they just get to have more fun and it's not associated to a theme. Um... Plus, with that event, we got three new arena maps, two of which are associated directly to uh, some characters that we've already gotten to know. Uh, two characters that were released last year, uh, which were Anna and um, uh, uh, Sombra. Um, we got a we got a Mexican map that. Uh, um, oh my God, El Dorado! Sorry, is it El Dorado? Shit, I'm drawing a fucking blank. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, her, her map is basically like one of the spawn rooms is her is her home base. Uh, the other one for Anna, it was in Egypt, and it was like you got if you went into one of the far right areas, you got to see her little uh, campsite that she was at where she did her um, operations after leaving uh, the Overwatch team. Um, uh, and then the third map, oh, third map was was based on. Uh, uh, an area outside of Germany, outside of the Germany map, which released last year. Uh, but all the maps are designed for um, uh, the uh, 3v3 elimination. Um, so that's that was really cool to get those. 
Um, Doomfist released this year. Oh yeah, uh, Doomfist. And he sick. was he was a big he was a big deal. He was a big deal because there was a lot of speculation on when he was going to be released. He had probably the most lore of any unreleased character, any unseen character. Uh, and uh, speculation about him was so high that nobody really knew who he was going to be and what he was going to look like. There was some information. People had quote-unquote leaks, but at the end of the day, you know, we got to see who he was, and he was not voiced by Terry Crews, which everyone was hoping. Yeah. Um, but uh, he could have been. He could have been because he looks very much like Terry Crews. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Terry Crews were to cosplay him. But, oh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it either. <laughs> uh, um... The next thing was the Summer Games Returns, uh, that event. Uh, Summer Games, like, sequel, if you will. Uh, to, it had all the skins from the um, the Summer Games that was associated or themed around the Olympics, but it had new skin. It had summertime skin. So you had certain characters in bikinis or shorts, and, and uh, McCree was looking like a, like a lifeguard, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you did get Lucio Ball back, which is an extremely fun game type, and it's kind of like having that, like, when you're on a diet and you get your cheat day, that's what that's what Lucio Ball feels like having it once a year. Um, um, the next thing that came out uh, during the, the Summer Games event was... Uh, um, uh, sorry, I was reading what Valer typed. Um, was a free for all game type. Basically, you go in. Eight, oh, it's right. eight. Uh, it's seven other people, and it's just first person to twenty five kills wins. Um, they even released a new map, which is uh, which is basically where Widowmaker lived. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just really cool to have that. I mean, I know they really. Some uh, some some maps that uh, use existing maps, but like they're they're shrunken down so that way they work best for free for all. Uh, but yeah, no, that map is really cool to look at, uh, and the game type is fun. Now, the next thing was a was a new released uh, map, which is Junkertown, which is currently playing mm -hmm. on a continuous loop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Junkertown is a um, is a strictly a payload map. You just move, you just jump on the payload, and it starts moving until you get it to its destination. Uh, very similar to uh, Route 66 or um, uh, um, El Dorado. So, um, also throughout the year, and I didn't write them down in any order, so whatever. But we got a Junkrat Roadhog animation, which was oh uh, yeah, that was good. Like very it. cartoonish, very cartoonish, it. very silly. Yeah, very Three Stooges-y, and it was great. We got a Doomfist, like, actually hand-drawn animation. Mm -hmm. Granted, it was really short, but it was still really cool. And, oh, yeah. it, and it showed the potential of what Overwatch could do with their animation. Mm -hmm. um, then we got Maze Long Short. Uh, that thing was, yes. like, eight minutes long. Yes. It was, like, the Bastion one. But, Jesus Christ, did it make me cry. Oh, my God. Like she has a tragic, tragic story, yeah. Um, yeah. And they showcased it in its full extent in an animation this year. And the final animation that we got in the year was the Reinhardt animation, um, which is basically his time as a crusader uh, before even joining Overwatch. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. We also got to see a new character in that, which is. Uh, um, 
uh, Torbjorn's daughter. Yeah, she's hot. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, then we got the uh, the Halloween event, and the Halloween event was much like last year's Halloween event. We just got some new skins that were really cool, um, and uh, but we we got the, the we got the uh, uh, Junkin' Science Revenge map again. And what was disappointing about this for me was I had said last year was if we could get this game type, but it was randomized when enemies came out, um, and. Uh, uh, Sorry. If we could have this game type where enemies come out at different like, and it's, there's different maps for it, so we don't exactly like it's not the same thing every time. There's more variety. It wouldn't get boring after a week of playing it. Uh, they did try to add some variety to it by adding a mode where you play as four different heroes, and they had uh, instead of having um, Hanzo, McCree, Anna, and uh, uh, Soldier, you could now have Torbjorn. Zenyatta. Oh, I'm a, and two other heroes that I can't remember at the moment. But you get a four new heroes is my point. And uh, enjoying the 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 event that way was super fun. But again, after a week, it gets boring because it's just the enemies come at the same spot. There's no difference. It's just the same thing. Uh, they did put an endless mode, which was okay, but you know. Anyway, Halloween was okay. Uh, shortly after that, we got the Moira release. Uh, Moira being the brand new character. Uh, she is a support character. Um, and she works for Talon. Uh, but she has a unique ability. Where Orisa is a tank who utilizes her, uh, her like front shield... To protect her teammates, um, she has a very strong gun and an ability that buffs everybody. So she's like a support tank, if you will. Um, and Doomfist being like a frontline attacker, you know, he rushes in and does as much chaos and damage as he can as an assault character. Moira is a support character, which was a relief because it's the first, it's the first release of a support character we've had since Anna, and. Um, Moira can heal, can heal or do damage depending on which you know trigger you hit. Uh, but she can also throw these these orbs out that will heal the team as it's passing them, or if she puts out the other one, it can damage the enemy team. Um, and her alt is basically a giant kamehameha uh, that if it passes through teammates, it heals them, and if it passes through enemies, it kills them. She is a yin yang character, to say the to say the least. Uh, I mean, realistically, all the heroes are. I mean, Zenyatta and Anna kind of have the same thing, uh, same idea, where you know, like they have an ability, and if it hits enemies or en or teammates, it heals or damages. You know, um, uh, but uh, for her, she she's just she's a little different, and and it's fun throwing those orbs, especially yeah, at shield at shield so. enemies. <laughs> yeah, like if, an, if if like a Reinhardt or a Rissa's there and you can't get through, you know, you throw that damage orb. Or if somebody's in like a small room, you throw the damage orb so that way it bounces all the way in there and just keeps hurting them. Yeah. Like there's so many options to have with Moira that it's super fun. Um, but uh, 
But yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gotten to play. A t- I need to get in there and play some more of her. But, uh, but anyway, so moving on. During the uh, BlizzCon event, they oh they showed off the Blizz world, uh, the Blizzard world map, which is super fun. Basically, Blizzard exists within the Overwatch universe, and the only game that doesn't exist in the Overwatch universe is Overwatch. Um, so, wouldn't it be interesting if there was a theme park based around Blizzard games? For so now we're gonna have a- for a minute. I, me and a bunch of other people thought when it was shown that it was uh, an actual like place, like an actual theme park. Because like I was like kind of flipping out, like, oh my god, they're actually what is this real? Uh, am I gonna go to, to Blizzard World? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. It was kind of crazy. Uh, but the last thing that happened in Overwatch in 2017 was the Winter Event, which released with May's Snowball Offensive again, but also uh, um, Yeti Hunt, which is five Mays have to try to kill a overpowered Winston while he finds four pieces of meat, goes off, and damages them as much as he can until they dwindle down in lives. It's an okay game type, but it's not like it's not as serious as, sna- as may- it may snowball offensive or as competitive in any way, shape, or form. So uh, uh, it's fun. Like I enjoy both, but like I enjoy May snowball offensive more. Um, also, there are a lot of really really cool skins that came out this year. Um, uh, one of the ones that was probably the most noteworthy was Hanzo's because during the Christmas event last year. There was a comic that came out that talked about like all the characters and what they were doing during the holidays. And Hanzo's outfit in that short or in that comic, people wanted in game. They finally released it, uh, so people were very very excited to get that skin. And then like something was off about it, like his his facial hair color or something like that. So they had to like do an update where it changed the color slightly to appease people, mm. which I get, I totally get. But uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, Overwatch for 2017 has been crazy. Uh, and if Jeff Kaplan, what Jeff Kaplan says is true, if they if they can stop dealing with trolls and dealing with assholes online, we're gonna have a I'm gonna have a much bigger list for 2018. Yep. So yep. I'm very very much looking forward to the next year. Also, quick congratulations to um, South Korea on winning the uh, World Cup. The oh World yeah, Cup. yeah. Yeah, they they won the World Cup for uh, for uh, Overwatch. Yeah, um, they, yeah. yeah, they did. They did. Okay, just want to double check on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell, our South Korean overlords. Alrighty. So that's that. That's All my Overwatch minute. All right, guys, that has been your last Overwatch minute for 2017 with Greg Dietz. And I'll throw in there before we end it. Uh, my highlight of, of Overwatch for 2017 is getting a, an entire team kill when I was testing things out, and I just happened to hop on on uh, Overwatch, and I did that and recorded it. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Anyways. <coughs> um, all right. So, switch back to here. All right, guys. It is the normal ending of our show. Because um, then right after this, we're going to go straight into the after hours, which we'll talk about um, our top 10 games um, that we couldn't fit into this uh, podcast, but uh, we'll be talking about an after show, which will also take us into 2018. So, um, this is where we usually cut off, but if you want to stick around, then you're all, by all means, you can do so. Um, But, before we do that, uh, Greg, 
Where can they find you on the internet? At the bottom of this bottle. Oh, God. Um, no. <laughs> you're, you're too young. <laughs> uh, no, you can find me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. Um, you can find me on uh, Mission Star Podcast website. I do reviews occasionally. I need to. There's some games I need to write reviews for that I've been super lazy about. Um, but uh, uh, primarily you'll see me on stuff that Anthony will talk about in a minute. But also, very proudly, I want to talk about uh, All Queued Up Podcast. Um, Josh and I kind of took the podcast away from Anthony uh, for two reasons. Anthony's busy with other stuff. He's got stuff on his plate that he's got to work on. And this is something that he's not necessarily a part of. So uh, Josh and I basically took it from Anthony. And Josh decided, we're going to go to the fullest extent and make this a really big thing. Um, I don't remember how big the list is, but Josh was able to get the podcast on basically everything that's not uh, Google Play and Stitcher right now. Wait, wait, wait. Are, uh, wait, he did that? Yeah. No, wait, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Good shit, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like... Basically, Anthony, what I want to do is still have the main podcast main podcast hosted on the on the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, like the, and then it's going to be our own thing on everything else. Oh, okay, man, good shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, like um, uh, he's been working diligently on getting that done. So, uh, we also have a planned new intro. Um, as much as we appreciate the intro you made. We have an idea for a new intro that we think is hilarious um, and a little bit more fun for us to make. And it's ours as much like, again, thank you for the one that you've given us. I very much appreciate it. Like in any way, every way, shape or form. But, uh, but yeah, like again, that uh, the angle of, of being able to kind of do our own thing and record it on our own time and not have to have you like you can do your own thing and, He's got it all on his computer and, and editing it there, uploading it to everything else. Like, a that's got to be a relief on you. Oh yeah, and it B, definitely is. <laughs> yeah, and B, uh, we can do whatever we want with it. We want so it's it's just it's great. But yeah, Josh puts in the chat. It's on SoundCloud, Podbean. We have a WordPress site, which I think is just allcuedup.wordpress.com/slash/wordpress. I put the put the link in the WordPress, by the way, Josh. Uh, but it's on iTunes, and then he we should be getting an approval for Google Play and Stitcher tomorrow or the next day. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, we created a Facebook page. There's a Twitter page. Just search for All Queued Up or All Queued Up Podcast, um, and you'll be able to find us. Um, uh, on 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 Twitter, it's it's just Queued Up or at Queued Up Podcast because we couldn't get the all part. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and that's another thing that Josh wants to point out is, like, you really did help him with getting us able to do it on our own. Like, if it weren't for you, Anthony, helping him out and whatnot, like, we'd be able to do this, so. Oh, no problem. Uh, no problem. But, yeah, guys, if you like if you like Netflix shows or other shows that are – okay, so it's all queued up podcast at WordPress – or, sorry, all queued up podcast at WordPress – I keep saying at <laughs> all queued up podcast.wordpress.com. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, if you like Netflix shows or if you like Hulu shows, uh, if you like 
uh, Amazon Prime Originals, like any of that kind of stuff that is a an exclusively internet streaming show, we review it on our podcast. And we're always willing to take suggestions for shows that maybe you want us to check out. Um, the other caveat to our show is we do, we do an entire season. So if, if a new show comes out and it's got 13 episodes, we'll watch all 13 episodes and review it. Nice. So good stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's super fun. I'm super excited. We're going to make this a big thing in 2018. We're going to promote the hell out of it and, uh, try to try to get more people listening to it. So I'm excited. Sweet. 2018. Awesome. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at defect of Naruto. You can follow work that we do, uh, at missionstarpodcast.com. Give me a second here as I bring out the end slide here. So <coughs> this may be a little shorter cause I cannot talk with my sickness, but, uh, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed watching us or listening to us, we were on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, under Mission Star Podcast. We upload these every Tuesday on our website um, and also on our RSS feeds. Um, if you enjoy the Conover, or if you enjoy the convention coverage that we do on our website, we have an audio podcast for that called the Conover, where we talk about our thoughts, you know, if a convention has been good, bad, you know, should you go to this next one, and yada, yada. It's also on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as in the podcast section of our, of our website. Um, oh, and uh, I forgot I, I should upload the latest one. Um, the Rolling Twenties uh, podcast is hosted by Jeremy Wilson. Uh, he's the one that hosts it. He talks about games, anime, movies, and other th- nerdy things in the realm of uh, his podcast. Uh, check it out. It's uh, every usually every Friday, um, and it's uploaded on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as on our podcast section on our website. Um, I need to upload actually the latest one. Um, <coughs> we also... Oh, let's see what else. Uh, uh, we have a movie podcast, which is kind of an MIA for for a bit. So um, we'll just hold off details on that. I actually have an idea how we're going to do with that. Um, but I think that's about it. I can't think of any other podcasts left. No, I don't think I do. Um, yeah, so um, it's been uh, one hell of a year, guys. Uh, 2017 is ending. Um, MSP is in general, as as as, as far as uh, as far as just as a website, but also more more so as a Twitch channel, has grown a lot this past year. We got affiliated. Um, we've grown, we got Woo-hoo. we got a lot of new followers this year. Um, like there's there's definitely things are looking up. Things are looking really up. So I'm re- I'm really excited for for 2018. Um, and. Uh, for me specifically, I'm really focused on trying to get this Swiss channel to be partnered, and uh, it's gonna be a while, but uh, you know, I'm 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 willing to wait and get there. So it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun, among other personal stuff I want to do in 2018 as well. Um, <laughs> as I die on camera. That was my favorite thing. Was <laughs> yep, yep. So. Um, we're gonna do our, I'm gonna do my outro or do our outro and then we'll go straight into our last hour and a half before 2018 hits. So with that being said, thank, thank you guys for watching. See you guys next time.